Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast. If you're a business owner, work in corporate, or have a side hustle you're passionate about, you're going to want to stick around because I promise to ask the tough questions and talk about the things others shy away from. You know, what it's really like to own a business and be chronically ill. I'm going to give you that push you need towards following your dreams and be the friend you come back to week after week to talk about the real things in life and in business. If you have goals and are working towards them, if you're determined to be successful, no matter what life's obstacles get in the way, this podcast is for you. Dream big and tune in. Hello, it's Natalie from the future popping in and I want to be real with you because that's what I do on this podcast. So I recorded a podcast for this week and I did not like it. It was just not great and I didn't want to put it out there for you guys. And in that podcast, I explained why the podcast name is back to Sick and Successful. So I just wanted to give you that little heads up here and then pop it into this amazing interview with Rachel. So the podcast name is Sick and Successful because I just really resonate with that name and I realize that that's something that's so needed in the entrepreneurial community. And so what happened was my co-host and I decided to part ways. That happened and I decided to change the podcast name back or two for the success. And I was really excited about that. That's my Instagram handle. I'm really passionate about being successful. But I found as I continued to record episodes over and over that I wasn't clear about my niche. And that's something I preach even to my one-on-one clients. It wasn't clear what this podcast was all about. Even though it was clear to me, it wasn't clear to new listeners. And my goal, my mission on this podcast is for anyone who's dealing with an obstacle in their life and also wants to have a business or is a business owner or even in corporate, that they can come here and get motivation, get a boost of energy, hear examples of people exactly like Rachel who struggle every single day, but are still crushing it and crushing their dreams and honestly surpassing them. So that is what this podcast is all about. It's about being sick, maybe yes, but mostly being successful. So even if you don't have a chronic illness, so many of us have people in our lives that we love that do. So if you're a business owner, but your husband is chronically ill, this podcast is for you. If you have a side hustle and you're chronically ill, this podcast is for you. If your parents are elderly and you're taking care of them and you're also running a business, this podcast is for you. I am someone who asks things that other people tend to shy away from. I'm someone who really just asks things out in the open and I want to bring that to you so that we can normalize dealing with life and having our business and achieving our goals and being successful. It doesn't have to be but, it doesn't have to be if, it can be and, and we can do it all. And having a podcast like this to give you that example is truly my mission in life and what I am so passionate about. So buckle up, stay tuned. This is going to be an amazing episode. You're really going to want to hear it. Welcome back to the Sick and Successful podcast. I'm so excited. I have a friend on today, a friend and peer. Her name is Rachel. She owns an agency, but she helps females and LGBTQ plus founders find success in their operations through engaged teams and streamlined systems. As an openly queer woman, she works to ensure her work and her agency are inclusive and equitable. She is a DOO and OBM agency owner and a queer people leader. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I am excited to have this conversation with you today. Me too. I'm so excited. So we planned to record, I don't know, it was like a week ago and we ended up just chatting and not recording. So I'm excited to actually get this out because that was fun too. (laughs) 
I always love our chats. Yeah. And heads up, I have like massive allergies today. So I'm living up to the sick and successful name. I just had like a, the worst sneeze attack I've ever had. So if I'm sneezing or if, if I sound stuffled, that's why. But yeah, so we're going to have a conversation just about all of the things. Let's start with how did you get into owning this business? Yeah. So in 2020, in January, I started freelancing as a virtual assistant um, just to make a little extra cash on our debt payoff journey. We were trying to buy our first house and all all the fun things, right? Um, But then the pandemic happened and I got a little more serious about my freelancing side hustle and started learning that like I really realized that there were like real businesses growing online and you know, it wasn't just the whole like leggings in the basement thing is what I love to say. Um, when I would tell my friends what I was doing, that was always what their thought. They're like, oh, so like you're one of those moms now, like Tupperware and makeup and not, not knocking it. Hey, do you, do you? Yeah. But no, it was, it was, I was, I was learning how to build a business. And so at the end of 2020, after we closed our house, I quit my job and went full time in the business. Um, it was partially a move of desire and partially a move of necessity, just with the way things were going with the company and COVID and all of the restrictions. Like they, I had, it was going to have to come back to the office, but I had nowhere to leave my kids because school was virtual. So it yeah. was kind of a, yay, I quit, but also, oh my gosh, I quit <laughs> right? moment. Yep. And then the businesses have been full time since October 1st of 2020. Good for you. Amazing. And how did you go from being a virtual assistant to now having an agency and I think five to eight employees? I'm not sure exactly, but many employees. <laughs> yeah. So interestingly enough, I did what I think a lot of people in the space do. Like I had a lot of corporate experience, but coming in, I thought you had to, I thought it was like switching careers in corporate. You know, like if you worked way up in one field, but you want to transition to a new field, you got to start at the bottom and pay your dues. So that's what I did in online space. Um, I'm actually a horrible assistant. So just like, so, you know, like learn that about myself. I'm not a great assistant because all those tiny little details just are beyond me. Yeah. I'm much better at bigger picture and strategy. And I went through the DOO certification at the end of 2020. And that really gave me the confidence to say I'm more than a virtual assistant. And then what does DOO going that work? Oh, director of operations. Sorry. <laughs> what is it? Sorry. Director of operations. Director of operations. Okay. My bad. I, I no, no, that's okay. That's heavy okay. on the acronyms. <laughs> it's all good. Yes, I, w- I started getting burnt out from one-to-one work because when you're working particularly, I mean, you know, at a strategic level with someone like, and you're helping them with execution too, like there's only so many clients you can work with before your brain is like applesauce. So yeah. I, I was tired of that one-to-one retainer and I did, um, I spent like four to six months just taking on project work for the most part. And then was like, why am I fighting? I've always loved leading teams. And that's how the agency was born. We're coming up on about one year of being an agency. That's so fun. That's so fun. So what does your team do? So you do the overall strategy for your clients. And then what does your team do the execution? Yes. So we are in a transition phase where I have a few team members who are starting to take over strategy on some of our offers, which is really great because my eventual goal is to step back a little bit out of all of the deliverables and not have my hands in every tiny pot. <laughs> yep, yep, but yeah, for the most part, the team handles the execution and making sure that, you know, all the project management, the day-to-day pieces and working from the strategy that we craft. Oh, that's awesome. So what is, I know, but for our listeners, what is it that you guys do for your client? Like you come in, someone owns a business, let's say me, and then you come in and what are you doing for them? Yeah. So because operations is such a broad umbrella, this is a really good question. If you're working with us in a retainer capacity, what that looks like is we're going to come in, we're going to review your strategic plan. We're going to look at what is your goal 
for the business long-term, like not just revenue, but like what what you want your life as the owner of this business to look like. And we're going to help you create that plan um, to prioritize those projects and to make sure that we're moving the needle forward towards that. And then in the day-to-day execution, if you're working with us in an OBM or online business manager capacity, we're you know, hiring, developing, training, managing your team, we're project managing all, all the pieces you have going on, all your launches, we're helping manage your client experience, uh, making sure that that is flawless, we're creating, documenting your processes into SOPs, we're setting up and maintaining your tech tools, like basically anything you can think of to run your business that isn't marketing, we're probably doing it. I love that. I love that. Standard operating procedures. <laughs> Just for anyone who's yes. listening. <laughs> I'm going to drop a lot of acronyms today, everybody. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, we'll do our, I'll do our best to catch them and, and blame them if I know what they are. But that's so cool. So you really just help entrepreneurs that need that extra hand that don't can't hire all of those people to get everything clean and set up properly versus just be like sticky noted together, which is what a lot of us do is kind of just figure it out, piece it together. And then, then we're going and all of our systems don't make sense and we're not managing everything and hiring off of wherever are the people we know. And yeah, that's really cool. I love it. Let's move into the kind of sick and successful side of it. Tell us your story when it comes to that. Yeah. So actually, it, all the way at birth, um, I was born with diaphragmatic hernia. And so that means that there was a tear in my diaphragm that led to a tear in my lung. And so all of my um, digestive organs and stomach acid was inside my lung. So I wasn't oh breathing fully. I'm going to age myself here. But back back when I was born, babies didn't usually survive this. I'm actually in a medical journal because I am the first, the youngest person to survive the operation that fixed that. Wow. And I put quotations here without complication. Right. <laughs> so as far as medical professionals are concerned, it was great. I've learned now as I go into adulthood, that I have a lot of anomalies in my body, particularly in my digestive system, like my gallbladders inside my liver. To make that make sense? I don't know how that is. So that <laughs> doesn't make sense. Um, and I have, I've always had a lot of digestive issues that, you know, my parents always chalked up to not eating enough fruit and vegetables or drinking enough water, but I now know it's from the operation. And so it started pretty young of like a lot of doctor's visits and I have a giant scar across my torso. And then when I was in fourth grade, so about age nine, I started getting these very intense migraines. Like it came out. I remember, I still remember the day I was sitting in math class. We were having a test on long division and just my headache hurt so bad. Like I would lose vision. Like it was just, so I went to the nurse because I wasn't a kid who like complained a lot. And so when I went to the nurse, she had me lay down with ice on my head in a dark room for like an hour and then sent me back to class. And then, but it didn't go away. I came back again. So she sent me home because she's like, I remember she called my dad and she's like, she's never in here complaining. So if she's doing this, she should go home. <laughs> I was like, yes, I agree. I want to leave. That started my long journey with migraines. So I get them. They're a little more regular now. So I can at least have a better understanding. But when I was growing up through, you know, the earlier ages, my teens and my early twenties, they would just like, come on randomly and just wipe me out. When I started getting treatment for it was actually after I had, I was in a really bad car accident in 2013. It broke the bridge of my nose. Oh. And since I smashed my face into the door of my car, oh. I have nerve damage over my left, left eyebrow and my cheekbone, which have also happened to be the nerves that trigger migraines. So it made them so bad that um, I was like hospital, like couldn't, I couldn't take the pain, physically unbearable. So I found my amazing neurologist then, and we've done everything. I've done the um, occipital nerve block injections. I've taken every pill under the sun. And we're at a point now where it's just like, he he told me he's he's been amazing, but he's like, I can't really help you anymore. 
Like there's nothing I can do to prevent or treat this. Like you're just going to have to start going to the hospital every time. And it's like, that's, that's the thing that people don't tell you about being sick is it's like, even when you look fine, right? Like I look fine, but now it's like when I have a really bad migraine, I never know. Like, is this going to be the one? Like, is it, is this going to be the one that my preventative medication can't at least dull enough for me to tolerate it? Like what level makes it better? Yeah. And also people don't talk about when you like, quote unquote, graduate out of your doctor's office because they don't know what to do. And that happens so much with people who are chronically ill is that doctors are like, I don't know. And then you're left with like, okay, so now what? Mm -hmm. So how do you manage your business and your employees and everything that you're doing when, when a bad migraine comes on? So because I've had them for so long now, for the most part, I don't get ones that come out of nowhere. Like I can, I can tell, like I've learned the warning signs. So I know that it's coming. And I also know now uh, some of them are hormone based. So I know like around my time of the month, I'm always going to get a really bad one. And so I just kind of try to keep my schedule a little lighter and I'm not afraid to cancel calls. Um, Like, I'm sorry, I have to reschedule because I can't concentrate. Like, and that's the thing with the migraine medicine too. Like when they come on the treatments that I'll take hoping, hoping it'll help the side effect is that you can't concentrate. And I'm like, well, I mean, I might as well just sleep then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm no use to anyone. And so my assistant, Heather, she's amazing. uh, And she knows like all of this information. And so I'll just tell her, like, I've got a really bad migraine and then she'll just handle it. Like that just means she's clearing out my day, rescheduling things. That's been really helpful. In the beginning, I would push through which makes it worse because um, the blue light does not help. I always yeah. have my blue light filter turned on, <laughs> but you know, it doesn't help. And so that's something that is great about being chronically ill and having a business is I finally realized that you can change up things to suit how you are. Yeah. So it's so important for me to get the message of sick and successful out there because there's so many of us, like I feel like all of us, but I know that some people aren't sick, but <laughs> there's so many of us who are struggling with these like really overwhelming illnesses, chronic illnesses and and whatever it is, mental illnesses, so many different things where we have been able to work our schedules in a way that no one would think, right? Like no one would think that on the week of your period, you're going to take a really light schedule and you're doing that month to month. Like when people come into business, they're like, oh, I got to work 40 hours a week, nine to five. And that's the cool thing about being sick and successful is that we have that opportunity. My assistant, she, oh, she's actually not my assistant. She's like the VP of operations now, but she used to be my assistant. She suffers with migraines as well. And we do the same thing. Like we have a meeting and if she has a migraine, then we just reschedule and shuffle things around. That's the reason that our company is structured. And I think your company is structured in a similar way where your employees do what they need to do project base versus working a nine to five Monday to Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so cool to see more people structuring their businesses like that. Because when I speak to people in corporate or when I speak to like big companies, they're like, that's so innovative. That's so cool. And it's like, well, there's actually a lot of us doing it. I feel like we just don't speak about it enough. We find people to work with us that are trustworthy enough that they can get everything done. And we don't have to be like, okay, five o'clock, stamp your card. (laughs) Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. And that's. One of the benefits to my team right now is contractors. So I don't have to have, so some people see it as a con, but it's also a pro in this scenario. So like, you know, I don't determine their schedule, yeah. but it works out great. So like when they're sick, like I have, I have a plan in place as the business owner, but it's like also like they can just be off. It's not like a, a thing um, exactly. because there's always something in place for it. And even as we grow and start bringing 
them into you know like w-2 employees like i still want to have that fluidity because i i mean i work nine to five like if you're good at what you do you work for two maybe four hours and then you're (laughs) just waiting for the clock to hit five or whatever the time is and that's not useful for anyone yeah i love that that's super cool how did you go from being in corporate to being a va to being now the ceo of your business and, and getting the respect from like family friends people that you knew in corporate and like people around you honestly it's a lot of that's that's been mindset it's been a lot of once i owned it then they did too yeah. and it's you know like linkedin will tell you like oh like these people at this company looked at your posts and i'm like ah, i know who that is like, you know, those those moments, I for the longest time, I wouldn't show up on LinkedIn because I was like, oh, you know, that's that's my like, find a job platform. That's me. <laughs> yeah. And now LinkedIn is more fun to show up on, especially since I learned that only 4% of users are creating content on the platform. Yeah. Um, and I like using it in a polarizing way. Like I've had people message me and say that the language on my LinkedIn profile was what they found it interesting because I'm using words that were historically like bad, like queer had a negative connotation and, you know, like things like that. And I'm like, well, I'm doing it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I want to change your view of it. And I also, I want to be polarizing. Like I want to repel who's not for me and attract who is. Exactly. Exactly. I get that so much with the word sick. People are like, I wouldn't name my company that. I wouldn't have that in my podcast name. It's like, who wants to be sick? Well, no one wants to be sick, but we want to be successful. Though that's the point. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm, gra- I'm glad, you're, I'm just saying, I'm glad you're doing it because you're bringing visibility to all the different illnesses that people struggle with who quote unquote look fine. And it's, I mean, you can be going through hell and still look fine. I mean, Zoom has filters, y'all. Like- I've literally worked <laughs> from the hospital bed. Like for days, my corporate job didn't even know I was in the hospital for two weeks. I just was in a hospital bed, but I could still work. So they didn't even know the time I worked from home. So like, there's so many of us doing these things, but we're keeping it quiet because it's, I don't know, because it's taboo, I guess. I don't even know if it's that. It's just maybe embarrassing. I don't know. I don't know why we're keeping it quiet, but it's like the more I speak to people, there's so many, everyone, I feel like everyone has something. If it's not like a physical chronic illness, then it's a mental illness. Or if it's not that, then their family or friend, like someone they're taking care of. Like it's so close. Maybe it has to do with our world nowadays, (laughs) but like, it's so close to home for, for most people that it's, yeah, it's important to be spoke about interrupting your episode to give you our sponsor of the day. So this is our first ad in over 70 episodes of the podcast. And the reason I am doing this is because it is sponsored by SNS Creative. Yes, it is sponsored by us. And we are running a promotion right now that is in light of us nearing our one year anniversary of being a business. And this is literally just for podcast listeners. We are giving you an amazing savings. So I want to shout it out here for you. If you have ever considered your own podcast, if you've thought of podcasting before, this is for you. We are putting out a promotion where we create your whole podcast for you. We do the intro, we do the outro, we do every single part of your podcast. We create your cover art, we edit three episodes, we help teach you how to launch. We also give you a video recording on how to edit yourself going on in the future all for the low price of $2,500. If you go scour the internet, you cannot find a deal that low by professionals who have been doing this for a really long time. 
everything is going to be edited to broadcasting standards. You're going to have a top tier quality podcast done for you in less than a month. You'll be ready to go and promote your business, promote whatever you're doing and have your own show. This is a savings of over $200. So if you're interested, the link will be in the show notes below. Take, you can click, you can also DM us or email us and ask us any questions, but we love to work with you. That is all. So I hope you take us up on the offer because I cannot wait to hear your show. So tell me, you really focus on, in your language and in your wording, that you not only help women, but you help the LGBTQ plus community. So let's talk a little bit about that and how you you play that into your branding and, and why you do it and uh, why you're passionate about it, all of that good stuff. Yeah. So I didn't realize that I wasn't straight until I was 15. I just thought that's how everybody felt. Like I, <laughs> because it just... Back then, in the 90s and the early 2000s, like there wasn't LGBTQ representation, at least not real representation. And growing up in Texas, it's very like conservative and religious. And I went to high school in like a tiny town. It was a very crazy experience to realize that I was different and not understand even what that really meant. And so for the longest time, I would obsess over like what my label was. When I married my ex-husband, I was like, am I no longer LGBTQ? Like going through all of that journey. And so there was so much of that was internal. And I always felt because in the corporate space, I worked in finance and that's a very, very conservative industry. Um, if you don't know, and, yeah. like, no, I can't have my nose piercing, can't have colored, like not unnaturally yep. colored hair, no visible tattoos, much less <laughs> flaming <laughs> LGBTQ. Like that's... <laughs> That was not, it's not that someone specifically told me, hey, keep your sexuality a you secret. Just know. You just, yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. And so, you know, like my coworkers and my team knew, but it wasn't like an advertised thing. Like yeah. A, and so when I started my own business, coming out was very stressful. Like I was nervous. I was worried about it. I was like this, you know, I don't see as many queer LGBTQ people doing what I do. And I would like to see more. So I really wanted to have that visibility for other LGBTQ people. It was very healing for me. I'm living as my whole self. I get to, I'm not, you know, ties into that mental health thing, but I'm not masking constantly. I'm not showing up as five different versions of myself. I'm me as a whole person. And so it's very important to me that I'm identified correctly and that I work with people who feel comfortable. And so while I've even debated having the language day of like, that I help women or female founders because that can be kind of off-putting for someone who is non-binary. And so it's a work in progress. I'm working on it, but it's a community that's important to me to serve. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. And it's also like, as someone who's not LGBTQ, it's hard for me to, like, I'm super inclusive and I have a client who's non-binary and I love it, but the language and like how to incorporate it in the brand messaging, I love the way you do it because it's so open and like, what's the word I'm looking for? not accepting, but like everyone is welcome, right? Whatever you identify as, whatever it is, it's not just that you're a woman or a female. It's like, we help you, but hey, just so you know, if you're uncomfortable with it, if you're a super conservative, like Texas small town person, not the right place for you. And you do that in like a really professional, but fun way as well. I love it. I appreciate that. It's, I think it's important that people understand who I am and what we're about. And I've had, I have members on my team who aren't publicly open about their sexuality, but have told, like told me in their interview that they felt safe applying because my language sees them. And like, they see, like, I see them 
you know, I really appreciate that. And like, I get every time I post something about my sexuality, I get DMs from people who are like, I'm in a straight passing relationship, but I'm bi or I'm demi or, you know, I'm, you know, asexual or all these, all these other orientations. I really like that because I looked up at the beginning of my career and realized that I was the only openly queer person in the room. And I didn't like that feeling. Yeah. And so I knew that a couple things, one, I wanted to bring more people into the rooms I was in. And also, two, I wanted to find new rooms where LGBTQ plus individuals were. Yeah, I love that. And that's something I feel like in all marginalized communities is coming up, like people of color, people who identify as what as anything different than the what's it called? Oh, my gosh, I'm forgetting the name. This is my my allergy brain. Heteronormative. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> but even people who are disabled or chronic illness or invisible illnesses, all of those things that for years and years in corporate or in business were just like, even being a woman, like for years and years in corporate and business, it's like, if you're not a white man, you're not going to be successful. And we're changing that. I'm, I don't even... I think I work with a few white men, but, and they're wonderful and very inclusive, but like majority of the people I work with on a day-to-day basis are from one marginalized community or another. Do you find the same? Yes. I have actually also had a few hetero male clients um, and it's funny before people, so I've had some clients ask, they're like, I want to refer somebody to you, but they're a man. (laughs) Do you work (laughs) with men? And I'm like, if they get past my messaging, my branding, and they pass a vibe check on our initial call. Then I'll work with them, but they're not my target audience. Like yeah. the, my real mission is to help those historically marginalized communities grow yeah. their business by removing their operational hurdles. And unfortunately for white men, that doesn't apply. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Scream it from the rooftop, as well as the not selling leggings from your basement. Those two things. <laughs> That's what we stand for. I love it. Is there anything else you kind of want to chat about? Yeah, no, I think we should expand on the leggings in the basement a little bit. So yes. I want to preface everything that I'm about to say in this conversation by saying, if you have a side hustle or a hobby business, like, girl, do your thing. Or I'm if you literally sell it. leggings from your basement, we're not knocking you at all. Yes, <laughs> not knocking it. And you should do whatever makes you happy and money. I get it. Get the bag. But it's not the same as owning a business. Yeah. So there's the hobbyists and there's the business owners. It's okay to be in either category, but you need to know what lane you're in and make those decisions accordingly. And so we were talking uh, before the recording about some crazy client calls we've had where people have shown up, like, I think you said, like, in pajamas. and In their bed, in their phone, 15 minutes late, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) rubbing the crusties out of their eyes. (laughs) I've had people call, like, show up to a a strategy call while they're driving. And I'm like, how are we going to have a very serious strategy call while you're driving? No, I cannot do this. And like, then the the signal's going in and out. And I'm like, you know what? We just need to reschedule. Like, it's frustrating because I take my, my business as a business and I take it very seriously. It is my third child. I really think that those of us who are, if you're contracting a service provider for your business and you're a business owner, they're a business owner. Let's just, let's just approach that with the same energy. Like we're both business owners. You're, you're paying money for a service from a business. It's not, you know, the same thing as, you know, a LuLaRoe or, you know, it's, it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. It's not like I started with MLM marketing. So multi-level marketing. What was it? What did I start with? It works, I believe. And then also Mm -hmm. essential Mm -hmm. oils for a little. And they, they like push it into you that you're a business owner. Like, that's what you do. You're a business owner. It's like, no, you are part of a business. Like, I guess tax wise, maybe you're a business owner. 
if you're super higher up on the chain, but like, and even then you can consider yourself a business owner, but show up with respect to other business owners that you're hiring. So even if you are an MLM, but you're going to hire a social media manager or someone to help you with your operations or whatever it is, just having the respect that you would if you were, I don't know, going to your doctor or going to the dentist or something like that. It's a lot of us now have businesses online. And I'm not even saying you need to show up in a blazer and like with your makeup on, like that that's not what we're saying. We're just like, <laughs> it's, it's a mutual yeah. respect thing. Like I, my whole brand is band t-shirts and, yeah. you know, showing up as you are. And so it's not like, I don't, like, like you said, like, I don't need you to dress up for our call. I've, I, I've had some amazing calls with amazing clients who have, you know, third day hair and like, haven't slept because they're stressed and we're doing yeah. a lot. Like, that's fine. For me, what I'm trying to say is show up. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Show up. Yeah. I don't care what you look like. No, <laughs> exactly. And be focused and yeah. ready to like, handle business because time is money for both of us, for you and for your service provider. Yeah. And respect that. Even if you're looking to just talk to someone about the services they offer. Like I'm here looking like I smoked three joints before our call because of my allergies. Like maybe you guys will see on the Instagram post, but like, it doesn't matter what you look like or, or even what you know, when it comes to business, if you're hiring someone, but coming with that mutual respect that they are a business owner, even if you see them as someone who just started a side hustle as a virtual assistant, and now you want to know what they're doing, still have respect to that. Even with, if you're looking to hire someone, do some digging on if that's a service that you're looking to hire. And if you make sure you know their prices before you jump in, if you have a pretty tight budget, it's important to know that this, like you're, you're hiring an actual business and, and not just a friend, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, we might become besties, but you exactly. know, you're, you're, you're hiring a business. And I, I agree. Like there's a, there's a mutual respect, like, yeah. you know, and I focus like this summer on reducing my calendar like as a whole. And honestly, it's been so great. I might do it for the rest of ever. I know. Um, I've done it too. I'm like taking Mondays <laughs> and Fridays off now. And it's from, from meetings. It's been interesting to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, I, I've kind of done something. So I haven't fully taken Friday off yet, but I'm getting close. Like 11 a.m. on, yes, like I'm off. And yes. so it's like only a couple slots in the morning. So it's just respectful of time. That's really the big, the big message there is like, yes. be respectful because you wouldn't want someone to book a call on your calendar exactly. and then waste your time and then ghost. Yeah. Like, just to figure out what you're doing. Now, all of that information is on my website. You can figure that out we, over there. Yeah. <laughs> can we just eliminate ghosting people who you've yes. asked for information from? Because Amen. just say no, just say no. That's cool. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not going to like hard sell you and come back and be like, but did you think about like, it's not, that's not what this is. Like. If it's not for you, it's not for you. That's yeah. cool. If it's out of your budget, I, I like I'm gonna follow up a thousand times if you ghost me. That is just <laughs> who I am. Like I will literally follow up for years if you ghost me because I cannot handle it. I'm like, just tell me you don't want to work together, or just tell me you can't afford it, or just tell me Rachel and I became close friends because she did a discovery call with me about social media. We've yet to work together. I've also done a discovery call with her for for operations support and we've yet to actually spend money on each other, but we talk like a weekly basis. So it's, yes. it's not about hiring, but it's like, just reply. Rachel didn't end up hiring anyone. I didn't end up hiring anyone, but we were like, we didn't jump on those discovery calls thinking like, I'm not going to hire her. I just want to know what she does. We were totally interested in hiring that position. So it's not that like, oh, if you're not going to hire me, don't talk to me. That's not like what we're, we're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> okay. Tell me what you have coming up. Tell me what you have going on. 
What are you selling soon? What are you, what do you have openings for? So we currently in the agency right now, we've got openings for an uh, two OBM retainer clients. So if you're looking for online business management support that includes that director level strategy for your people, and I am coming up by the time this comes out, it will have launched a VIP day, um, your next team member in a day. And so it's a very supportive container to help those of you who are making your first real hire, whether that's a contractor on less of a project basis and more recurring, or you're looking to make an employee hire, I'll hold your hand through it. I love it. I love it. And all of it will be linked to the show notes below. What's your Instagram handle? Mastermind business services everywhere. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be down in the show notes below as well. So if you want to follow her, I highly recommend it. Her content is engaging. It's super fun. And all the services are amazing. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. This has been so fun. So fun. And remember, dream big. It's possible for you. And your next version of success is around the corner. Mwah. 